Hello, I'm John Deeks and welcome to the Your Life Choices podcast. Well, according to the EU, 87% of people aged 75 years plus have never been online. Seniors often struggle to keep up with the fast-paced technology, missing out on communication technology, and opportunities for communication can leave seniors feeling disconnected and lonely. Having regular contact with a close circle of friends or family can help alleviate the feelings of loneliness through technology. So I thought we'd turn to an expert for those of us who struggle with technology and can't find a young person near us all the time to help us through. Sarah Hopkins is Corporate Manager Customer Experience for Eastern Regional Libraries, now called Your Library, and she joins us today to help understand and demystify technology when it comes to computers. Sarah, welcome. Thank you very much, John. Thank you so much for coming in to talk to us today. On radio, I'd get quite a few people who were lonely and elderly, who were scared of computers. And I would say, go to your library. There's a resource there that I'd like to expand on at another time with you. But when it comes to computers, you're there to help, aren't you? We absolutely are. So librarians have always been in the helping business, helping people to find things out. It used to be they helped people to find things out inside books, but now we help people to find things out on the internet. That's where most of the information is. And of course, computers are the way to get there. So for a long time, public libraries have had free computers for people to come in and use and printers, but also help for people to navigate their own computers. And as we know now, the computer that most people use is that little square box in your pocket that we call (laughs) a phone, but it's really so much more than a phone. It is indeed, but uh, I think our seniors prefer to use a big computer. Sometimes uh, looking at these little screens on on our smartphones isn't necessarily the way to, to navigate and communicate. So if I was of a certain age and I was concerned that I was going to break the internet and the whole world was going to explode because I was going to hit the wrong button, how do you help them? Well, there are so many different ways and all public libraries across Victoria, across Australia will have arrangements to help people to get started with computers. They might have clubs, they might have classes, they might have drop-in sessions where you make a time and then you say to the library staff member, this is what I want to do, this is the equipment that I've got, how can you help me? So there's many different ways that librarians can help people to get started with their computers. It used to be that we would start, we'd teach people how to use Word to write a document and then we might teach them how to use email. But I think we've moved on from that model to what do you want to do? Do you want to Skype your children and grandchildren Mm -hmm. who live overseas and interstate? Do you need to do online banking to save yourself all the bank fees or manage all your photos that people keep sending you, but now you can never find because they're in one big lump in the cloud. That's interesting you should say about the banking because uh, the, the the corner bank is going, 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 gone. It's now online or a hole in the wall. And I do feel for senior members of the community who um, always enjoyed the interaction with not only just the person over the counter, but let alone the bank manager itself. So there's online banking, online interaction with community services, with the government. It's very complex. It's complex for us, you know, and I'm just a kid at 72. 
but it must be very difficult for those who aren't all that savvy. It's very difficult. And we at the library service that I work at recently employed a literacy coordinator. Her main role is to work with people who don't have great literacy because those people tend not to want to come to libraries because libraries are all about books. And if I don't like books and reading, reading. why would I go to the library? But we see our role as trying to help people to be able to have the literacy that they need to you know, live an independent life. But one of the projects that she's done is work on what we've called a form-filling program. So how can we help people to fill out all these forms that they need to complete to get a new passport or to get their Centrelink payments or whatever it is that they need without compromising ourselves, without, you know, having to interrogate their personal details? Sure. So yeah, the, it's a bit of a fine line for you, isn't it? It's quite a fine you, you, line. You don't want to intrude, let alone legally, into privacy areas, but uh, at the same time you want to guide them through. And it's been very easy to say, oh, no, we can't help you because we're yeah. not covered and you might come back and sue us. So yeah. that was a bit of a party line. Oh, yeah. So we really investigated what forms are out there, what help is out there, and what she discovered was a lot of forms and not very much help. So we... (laughs) You had to do that to discover that? It was a huge (laughs) amount of work. One day she said to me, I've been on hold at the tax office for two hours. And then they said, oh, no, we don't really offer any assistance with filling in the online tax form. So it was a very worthwhile exercise, a bit of a benefit of lockdown when we didn't have many programs Mm. and we had staff looking for things to do. Okay, here's a project. So... There's a lot of stuff that people need to do and there's not much assistance. So in our library's helping role, which is a traditional part of what public libraries were set up for, we are going down that path. And other libraries are too, maybe approaching it in slightly different ways. But certainly helping people to find out things is part of what public libraries do. So you've got quite a team out there in Lilydale, and I'm sure that other libraries would be the same, who who do help navigate uh, folks into computers and what they need to do. We do. And it's not just Lilydale Library. Lilydale's part of a bigger library service, so that's just one of 13 libraries that I oversee. Really? In Eastern Regional Libraries. Oh, so my there's, goodness. There's lots of um, public libraries in Victoria, I think something like, 200 individual, you know, buildings organised into 43 or something like that, library services, mostly connected to their local government. Do you ever go out to uh, homes or to uh, retirement villages and, and talk to folks out there? We do. We definitely go to places like retirement villages and places where there are groups of people who are interested in you know, improving their, we call it digital literacy, but really it's knowing how to do things on a computer. Yeah. We've talked about going to people's homes. That's a little bit more complicated, but yeah. it's not impossible. So definitely libraries everywhere are moving outside of their walls, outside of the physical boundaries and out into the community where where people are and where the need is. So that is definitely part of, you know, the modern library service. So when... 
Clients? Do we refer to them as clients? Sarah? We have so many different words for those people <laughs> in libraries and we can't ever oh. agree. We oh, like look. to call them borrowers, but they don't always borrow. We no. like to call them members, but when they don't always belong. When friends of the library come to say hello to those wonderful, warm souls who are working within the libraries throughout Australia and beyond, and they learn about digital understanding of, of what they want to do, can they go away then with your advice and by the hardware, the actual computers themselves, do you offer advice? Or can they, if they are unable to do that for financial reasons or whatever, use the facilities within the walls of the library itself? Yes. So all libraries have computers that are available for the public to use. Usually on a booking system, those computers have all the basic Microsoft products. They'll be connected to a printer and People can use those anytime the library is open and they can usually get basic help as they need it. If they need more help than that... There's a young person nearby. <laughs> well, hopefully a young person at the at the library desk, sometimes a young person sitting next to sometimes them. Sometimes so, a not-so-young person. That's okay too. But um, my advice would be if people know they need help would be to try and make a time. So oh. go to the library and say, I really need help. Can you help me? And when can I come in? So don't plonk yourself down at the desk and say, help, I need a half an hour tutorial on something because libraries are busy places. Mm. There could be lots of things going on. The staff might be trying to run a whole lot of different things at once. But most libraries would have a service where you can make an appointment and then get some one-on-one -on -one help. And in terms of advice, my feeling is that we would mostly give advice around a presentation on a particular topic. So, for instance, your photos. So you've got online photos. Yep. So come along to a session and we're going to talk about how you can organise your photos. So we look at some of the different, the free products, maybe some pay products, how it might work, what works better on different technology. Are you on an iPad? Are you on a laptop? Are you on a desktop PC? And then give people some, you know, the next steps that they might like to take depending on what they want to do and how they like to work. Yeah, because I know some people have issues with the touch screen, which is more and more now, um, because some people actually physically can't do it. They have leathery fingers, which is, I think it's a term. Uh, what are some of the biggest uh, issues that people who come to you who want to use a computer don't know about it? What do they come and say to you? The biggest issue is when a well-meaning child gives their parents something in a box for Christmas uh. and then leaves and then the box is opened and it's a black screen and who knows what to do next. And then after that, the, you know, the problems are myriad. So they might be about the physical coordination, they might be about just getting your head around all the language that is normal in computers but not anywhere else, uploads and downloads and swiping and all sorts of funny things that have other meanings outside of IT. And they might be about people not knowing what they don't know and not really knowing what the computer could give them that perhaps they, they would like. And that's the key, isn't it? Like it, it's, it's another world. Yes. And a lot of folks say, oh, look, I don't want to know. It's beyond me. I, you know, leave it, I don't care, I'm going to die not knowing about it. Yet it's such a wonderful resource which can stimulate their brains and really get them active. That's right, and a way to stay connected yeah. with other people. 
perhaps people they know, like their families, perhaps people that they don't know or, you know, that they're playing Wordle or doing crosswords with or playing computer games. That's right. There's lots and lots of benefits to using computers and some dangers as well. So, Sarah, is there a chance that people who might like to have a representative of a library come along to a probus meeting, something like that, to talk about computers, talk about technology? How would they go about finding somebody to talk? Well, there's a very good chance they would be able to do that. And the best way would be for them to contact their local library, wherever that is. It might be easiest to make a phone call so they can explain what they want and get put through to the appropriate person. Libraries are organised a bit differently within each each service. Mm -hmm. So the library might have someone who's all ready to go and that's their normal job or they might have to make a plan. So it will very much depend on where you are and what you want and what the library is able to provide at that time. So the best thing would be to have a conversation. Or go online. (laughs) Or go online. So there might be information on the library's website or there might be a contact, a name and an email address and then you could start talking that way. Sarah, it's been a joy to have you in. Thank you so much and I hope that that does help and stimulate many of our listeners who might be thinking about technology, might be in a bit of a bit of a bind as to, you know, oh, should I go there? Should I do this? Uh, I don't understand it. There are resources out there, such as Sarah has explained, and uh, and you should do it because it's a whole other world which you should get involved in, not just for the kids. Sarah, thank you so much for coming by and we do wish you well, and I hope you'll come back and talk to us about more things the local library have to offer. Thank you very much for having me. And for over 22 years, Your Life Choices has been providing Australians with essential news, articles and retirement resources. And with over 270,000 members and growing, Your Life Choices is Australia's longest established and most trusted digital destination for the over 50. Speaking of digital, Sarah. I'm your host, John Deeks. And on behalf of Sarah and all the team here at Your Life Choices, be well, be happy and we'll see you next time.